Good morning. Welcome to Divinity 648. My name is Christina. Today is Thursday, August 11th, 2022. It is 749 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. So I wanted to start off with Virgo today, but I keep getting pulled into the book. We need to talk about uh, what spirits are presently around and influencing us in ways that need to be heard or understood by higher vibrationals so they know how to conduct themselves in the general public and when dealing with clients and doing their collectives okay so the first energy that came out was tao chen nang nang i'm i'm sorry if i said it wrong lady of thousand flowers she originates from china but out of respect for the energy i'm going to start with her and then get back to the one that is uh kind of dominantly orchestrating events so tao chen ning ning lady of thousand flowers um the reference to thousand flowers may sound romantic by the way this is coming from the encyclopedia of spirits it's on my recommendations page at divinity648.com. So I am reading from the books because I don't know who this divinity is or who the spirit is. Uh, so the reference to Thousand Flowers may sound romantic, but um, she is a spirit of smallpox. The red flowers she owns are smallpox uh, pustules. Unlike other smallpox spirits who also serve other functions, she is almost exclusively associated with this disease. She is interested in little else. She transmutes smallpox. I'm sorry, transmits smallpox, but can also guarantee a patient's recovery. She loves to travel. Her presence is manifested in the smallpox that she spreads. She is petitioned to travel elsewhere and stay far away. Should she arrive, however, magical steps should be taken. On a manifestation level, um, she typically travels accompanied by two servants, and you can associate her with uh, Babalui, um, which is the spirit that I want to dominantly record this about and make sure that I provide this in front of every Zodiac reading um, to ensure that each sign is aware of the energy that is around Dominantly. So, uh, Babalui, father of the earth. Father of the earth. This origin is West Africa. Classification is in Orisha. The feast day is the 17th of December. The simplest explanation of Babalui is that he is the spirit of smallpox. But that does not do him any justice. Babalui transcends being a disease spirit. He is a powerful deity who is adored very much as he is feared. He is a dread spirit who is simultaneously beloved. He protects against the disease he embodies and carries. He is smallpox and he is its vaccine. Smallpox has become something of a disease of the past, but he remains relevant. 
He has dominion over all skin ailments. He has dominion over all skin ailments, major and minor, as well as infectious and viral diseases. He controls all illnesses that manifest on the skin, like measles or chickenpox. Babalui has emerged as the spirit of AIDS and the patron who protects those suffering from this illness. He owns all secrets of death, disease, and cemeteries. He is a title, meaning father of the earth, not his real name. It is considered dangerous to call him by his true name. No need to attract his attention needlessly. No need to get too familiar lest he become familiar with you. He is venerated throughout West Africa and unlike many Orishas is shared by several spiritual traditions. So it is unclear exactly where he derives. Um, in one myth, he, is, uh, he was a handsome, amorous prince. The dark prince. Oh boy. Amorous prince punished with smallpox by the creator for breaking a spiritual injunction. Because people cried so much for him after his death or because Oshun, his lover, mourned so deeply, the creator resurrected him, giving him dominion over the disease that felled him. Another legend describes him as a lame beggar. People mocked and abused him past his point of endurance. He took a broom and, sweeping some sesame seeds into the air, magically created fever, pestilence, and especially smallpox. No one mocks him anymore. In 1917, British colonial authorities in Africa banned devotion to Babalui when his priests were accused of deliberately spreading smallpox. Ooh, karmic cycles. The religion went underground with Baba worshipped as Alua, the Lord. Babalui strikes down the immoral, arrogant, and wicked. He fells the insolent, always be kind and polite to even the most decrypt, decrypt pathetic beggar. It could be Babalui testing your character. Babalui strolls within entourage all dressed in red in the heat of the noonday sun sometimes he cloaks himself in raffia to hide the ravages of his disease people are cautioned against walking alone at noon especially wearing red lest babalu add you to his entourage babalu delivers the wrath of god but he has also the power to save you from it. Isn't that amazing? He is synchronized to Saint Lazarus, not the Lazarus who was raised from the dead, but the poor legger, uh, leper whose dog licks his sores. Mentioned in the Gospel of Luke, when African devotees saw the um, 
oh gosh, chromolithograph of St. Lazarus. They recognized Babalui in his, uh, in his stores and the faithful loving dogs. He favors people who suffer from any of the illnesses under Babalu's um, dominion. They may consider themselves under his dominion. He is the patron of the humble outcast and those who truly suffer. Attributes are a broom with which he removes illnesses or sweeps it into the air. A club to fell his victims, a lance or spear with which he pricks victims to cause the ailments. Babalu was the signature song of Cuban singer, actor, and television producer Desi Arnaz, March 2nd, 1917 to December the 2nd, 1986. According to legend, Desi requested three things from Babalu, professional and financial success and a beautiful wife. In return, he promised to spread Babalu's name around the globe, or so the legend says. That sounds about right, right? You honor those who uh, bestow blessings upon you. Um, the colors, depending on tradition, he's usually associated with brown, red, purple, yellow, black, and or white. His number is 17. And he likes the day Sunday or Monday. Animals are scorpions, dog, shango, stole the dogs, who are his constant companions, allegedly. Oh gosh. Uh, from a goon to give to Babalu eyes so that he would not be so lonely. Oh. So Sango stole Ogun's dogs and gave it to Babalu eye. His element is earth. His plant is cactus. Oh, Jesus. Um, his tree is Odan, a kind of banyan native to West Africa. Spiritual allies in Africa, he is venerated alongside Nana Baruku and Oshumar who may uh, be his parents. In the African diaspora, he is closely allied with Shango. <laughs> Altars in general, oh, that's not necessary. We, yes, it is, I'm told. In general, only Babalui's true devotees maintain permanent altars for him. Others erect them as needed for a petition spell or for gratitude, but then promptly remove them. No need for him to feel too much at home. Ooh. Place offerings atop a rafa cloth, decorate with pottery shards, dry leaves, and perforated objects believed to resemble smallpox or measles spots. Soak some bread in milk and put it into the altar to feed Babalui's dogs, his ever-present companions. The sacred shrine of San Lazarus in El Rincon, Cuba is a sacred site for him. Offerings that he accepts generally would be popcorn, roasted corn, sesame seed, candy, cookies, cigars, cowrie shells, if you wish to cook for him. He likes chicken. Babalu drinks good white wine. Don't offer water. It irritates his sores. Offer him some small milligros when you request healing. Present larger, even full-sized ones, if he answers your petition. Oh. So, uh, for those of you who want me to review, Babalui protects against the diseases he embodies, okay? 
he is smallpox and he is its vaccine. This means any ailment he embodies, he heals. He's the antidote. I think yesterday I saw a video on YouTube and somebody said, you're the antidote or they didn't know you were the antidote or something like that. I have to go back and go listen to it. Sorry. So smallpox is something that he embodies and is the vaccine for. Um, he has dominion over all skin ailments, major and minor, as well as infectious and viral diseases. He controls all illnesses that manifest on the skin, like measles or chicken pox. He is the, the deity who carries and embodies these ailments, and he is the vaccine. Chickenpox, smallpox, that's two divinities tied to the same ailment that miraculously appeared and is impacting a lot of individuals. So. I think it's important to recognize that you have an individual here who's addressing someone conjuring skin ailments. And the way that he's addressing it is he's giving people hope. He's showing people the power of prayer. Um, if you pray to whoever you believe is your creator, because he's Father Earth, He's the masculine energy of life, because earth is life. If you pray to your creator and you seek his assistance and you pray and you basically just have that personal intimate conversation where you are asking for forgiveness, you are asking for healing, you are asking to heal all ailments. Um, my dad has uh, this never-ending leg wound. Um, he had a, uh, what do you call that? Parasitic? I don't know. It's like a, a plastic um, brace for his leg. And it was not correctly sized because, you know, you change your body weight changes. Um, and it caused a cut and it's just never healed. He's never um, recuperated from the sores in his leg all those years ago. It just keeps coming back. Um, and the other day, I brought him to the hospital for something and I looked at his leg and I was just sending lots of healing because I'm so tired of seeing his leg. Always um, a hot mess. So to see that a spirit so powerful and intense is here and I've been asking to heal my father to you know remove physical ailments in general um, because we don't need them 
they're not beneficial. They don't, they're not high vibrational. They should have um, disappeared, in my opinion, with their dimension. Um, because everything physical is an energetic side effect. So I'm just impressed and curious as everybody else. Like, what exactly is his energy going to present for us here? Um, and then I got the, the seeding the light, laying foundations, divine's plan, uh, time to say no, postpone, wait, hold off, um, who or what is triggering you, if you weren't afraid, what would you do, kind of energy. Um, so overall collective energy is to have compassion and keep asking yourself, Am I seeding the light with what I'm doing right now? So, am I seeding the light with what I'm doing right now? Am I rushing things or am I giving things an opportunity to unfold? Am I um, giving myself 30 minutes of spiritual solitude or allowing myself to be one within my thoughts? Uh, am I being rushed into uh, a decision? Am I being rushed into a dynamic? Am I being uh, forced to say yes when internally I want to say no? Um, what is triggering me or you, right? This is, I'm speaking for you. Um, who is triggering? You know, what, what's going on? Why is there a trigger? Why is there inner conflict? Why is there an inner dialogue going on about a certain dynamic topic or conversation? Um, and if you were not attached to any specific outcome, if you had no fear or um, favored no outcome at all, what exactly would you want to see unfold, right? What would you um, preferably like receive? Meaning, remove yourself from the dynamic. Remove other people's thoughts, opinions, positions, um, circumstances. Um, remove all of that and just focus on the actual facts before you based on your dynamic and your role forgetting everybody else's you know extension of it what would you do if there would be no negative consequences for anyone involved right what would you do how would you go about it um if you weren't attached to someone emotionally or if you didn't know their personal life, thus creating um, favoritism or, or any type of emotional or mental kind of connection that you're holding on to, right? It's like you want to make a decision or a lot of you collective energy. This is collective energy. Uh, you want to make a decision, but it's almost like you're limiting the decision because or the way that you make your decision or um, the type of decision, the extent of action you're willing to take in that decision because you have knowledge or an attachment to other things that are involved in this dynamic. So you're just being asked to remove yourself from those attachments and allow yourself to really look at yourself and see why am I being triggered? 
Am I rushing into something? Am I in a situation I don't want to be in? Why am I in this situation? You know, am I seeding the light? Am I spreading light? Am I growing the light in other individuals? Am I laying healthy foundations with the things that I'm doing? Is this a part of my plan? Is this divine planning? Is this um, in alignment with where I want to be long term? And if the answer is no, what would you do? How, what would be the situation then? Like what needs to change? Don't worry about, you know, employee X, Y, Z, one, two, three. Don't worry about neighbors, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, don't worry about anything. This is not an alignment. What would be ideal for this to be an alignment? Like, Okay, if, if this is going to be in alignment with my path, well, first off, um, section A has to go altogether, um, or persons A, B, one, two, three have to go completely, like they're not in alignment at all. They've got to go. That's it. They got to go. Sorry. And you send them off. Um, and then you would look and you'd be like, okay, what else is in alignment? Well, okay building a house, right? So maybe you have a vision for how you wanted your house to turn out, but it didn't come out the way that you wanted it. You will now that you're looking at the space, you're kind of like, well, this could be in alignment with what I'm looking for. If we moved this over here, um, change the colors and we uh, brought something else in and put, you know, like you, you're remapping or you know, uh, what I like to say is your life is like a map. I'm just the navigation voice when I do readings, meaning when you come to me, I'm just telling you, you could go this way, you could go that way, these are your roots. You know, if you come back to me and you're like, I did this instead of this, I'll be like, okay, redirection. Well, now you have this in front of you. You could still have this, or maybe you burnt your bridge, you know, depending on the situation. I'm not going to give you your life. I'm going to give you the various options you have before you so you can make your own decisions and stay in control of your own path. And right now, a lot of you might have done the complete opposite. It's like you went to um, a reader, for example, and instead of just getting information to take under consideration you received the information like it was your only truth because they didn't say you have this option you have that option this person can go this way again i'm being reminded of men in black the the number three with the unicorn dude how he can see all those things you're going to people who don't have that ability and now you're like <laughs> This isn't an alignment after all. What do I do? Well, step back. The energy is forcing you to step back, reflect, and ask yourself, without worrying about this person, that person, this job, that building, forget all of that. In your mind and in your heart, what would be the idealistic situation? What would be picture perfect for you in this dynamic? And 
and pursue it to the best of your ability and rewrite and revise each time you have to take a step back, reflect, oh shit, this is not right. Let me review, let me change, let me fix, let me alter. That's what you guys are doing collectively, collective energy. And um, collective energy is timeless. It's whenever you are reaching a milestone in your karmic lessons, uh, your life cycles, you know, the, the, your placements and where you are in the world impacts the way that energy hits you and when the energy hits you. Sometimes people, you know, I was talking with some ladies, um, one living, you know, out of state, one close by and kind of comparing Okay, I'm going through this. Are you going through this yet? Are you going through that yet? And then after a while, we realized it would hit this person who's located in another state before it would hit us. And then during certain retrogrades and um, planetary alignments, it would be the opposite, right? So depending on where you are in the world, you're going to realize the energy will hit you differently. And that's because they're coming in from all directions, okay? So overall collective energy... Check yourself, check your actions, check what you're doing. Are you seeding light? Are you making changes? Are you in this just for yourself or are you in this for the greater purpose? Um, if the answer is no, fall back a little bit, pause. You know, some people might want to uh, rush you into a decision. They want to, you know, no, 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 no. You don't need to go down that route. Let me just handle this like this with you and don't worry about the rest. And in all actuality, your life purpose is meant for you to go down that route that they don't want you to. Um, that's it. So are you seeding light? What foundations are you laying? Is this a part of a divine plan? Don't say yes when you know you need to say no. Reflect on yourself. What's triggering you? And if you weren't afraid, if you were not emotionally, mentally attached, what would you do? How would you conduct yourself? How would you have this situation unfold, right? Like um, a fine example, I have a civil action suit in the city of Fall River uh, on some individuals, um, no, city of New Bedford, it's in New Bedford Courthouse, on some individuals. And it's like, the door closed partially, but the door was opened way bigger right like the, the door that I didn't want to touch in the first place kind of got slammed on me but then it opened up an even bigger door and it was like that same energy of whoa 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 yes be happy with this but this is not enough right are you seeing light here what was the purpose of this to make change to add a new layer or an improved layer or correct a layer on that foundation which is a part of the divine plan. So even if you are given the opportunity to resolve matters faster than later, you might want to postpone uh, any decisions that you're making and just kind of reflect on them heavily 
why am I doing this again? How does this uplift and raise the vibration of humanity? If I wasn't scared of any consequences, backlash, shit talking, what would I do? That's the kind of energy that is being pushed through. And it actually landed yesterday, last night, believe it or not. It was like, ta-da, guess what's here? So whatever's going on collectively in your life, regardless of your zodiac sign, place, position, whatever, in your birth chart, straight across the board, look at yourself. Are you seeding light? Or are you trying to bring in darkness? Are you trying to rain on people's parade? Or are you trying to make a change? A powerful movement. One that is a foundation. Laying foundations. Right? Paving the way. Right? So for me... I want to change statute of limitations for civil rights violations. I don't think the, the the requirement right now, or you adopt, you know, the tort law, or whatever, um, is three years. I think that's wrong, right? It takes the number one, trying to find a lawyer who's willing to challenge people who have influence and authority in a community of any size is near impossible because people don't want to rock boats. I'm sorry. So if you didn't know, I channel music a lot. And um, what I do is every time I get music playing in my head, I add it to YouTube um, on a public playlist, channeled messages, and I put the date and it's the songs that play for me in my head. So I'm just adding them before I forget them. One second, please. Sorry. So I add the music to the playlist on YouTube to make those available because sometimes those same songs will keep playing for you or if you are guided to one of those songs, what you want to do is you want to listen to it and see if any words, phrases, or statements or if anything in the video itself pops up to you that could be a synchronized message, right? Like, oh, you know, I just need to see a yellow butterfly and I know that this message is for me. But then you go on a music video and there's a yellow butterfly in the music video. The music video is from like 12 years ago. There's no way they thought of you. But it's on that playlist and you for some reason felt guided there or you're scrolling through the whole list and then the, the thumbnail, there's a yellow butterfly. You know what I'm saying? Then you click on it and you listen or you skim around. What I like to do is I like to skim around in the tracks and listen to the in-betweens. And then sometimes I'll just play the whole song and see what it means to me based on the things that I was thinking about when that song came to my mind kind of deal. Um, I'm the, I have to go. So 
overall collective energy, just reflect on stuff, lay foundations, right? If, if you have an opportunity to spread light, make change, take it, you know? Unless that's not what is in alignment with your path. But if you were not afraid, if you didn't care what people thought, if things didn't scare you, what would you do? Well, for me, I'd much rather see why we are still working with a three-year statute of limitations when the average person holding a law degree had at least six or seven years of school, plus whatever experience they have as a lawyer. Me, why are we holding pro se litigants to the same standards as if they were being represented by a educated and skilled attorney when you're not? How is that fair? Not to mention the fact that you walk into the courthouse and you don't have access or the same level of treatment as attorneys do. But you're held to the same standards required to meet the same deadlines and conduct yourself in the same manner, minus the education, minus the time allowed for the um, self-education in your specific situation, right? They expect you to be able to go in... Um, pro bono clinics and, and, you know, go do the law library, which is phenomenal resources. But if the other party or their lawyer participated in one of those clinics or got legal assistance at any point from that clinic, they won't help you, even though that's a freaking lawyer and you're a pro se litigant. These are things that have to change. So opportunity for growth. It's not about money. It's not about um, selfish gains. It's not about just you. Collective energy is how can you spread light so that way people who are similarly situated are able to um, receive equal and fair treatment and opportunities where you weren't given that Opportunity. If that sounds right, I'm sorry. I'm trialing. Um, what else am I getting? So look at yourself. See what's triggering you, right? For some of you, it's child issues. For some of you, it's stuff at work. For some of you, um, you want to change careers because you want to have a more meaningful position in life. How are you seeding lights? That's, that's the general question. That's the overall energy. It's going to trigger you to ask yourself this question over and over and over again. And again, the best way to answer that for yourself is to look at yourself. 30 minutes with your eyes closed, spiritual solitude. What is triggering you? What are you worked up about? What are you focused on? Well, if you weren't afraid of the outcomes or the ridicule or the judgment or anything at all, what would be the ideal situation right now for this dynamic and literally map it out in your life and see it unfold. See how it makes you feel and move forward. Don't say yes to things when you feel like you should say no. Don't say no to things when you feel like you should be saying yes. Does that make sense? Trust your intuition and kind of get out of your own head. Um, Literally, the best action is to take baby steps and follow your intuition before it makes sense. Just trust yourself. 
you know, um, that's the best way I can say it. <laughs>